0: Uh, First things first, though, if you don't know who I am, I'm Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios, We're an award-winning visual marketing agency We help brands and businesses create video content that helps them stand out on their social media platforms of choice, be that using video, animation, aerial work, graphics, photography, all sorts of different types of stuff. However, a few years ago, it became very obvious to me that not every brand, not every business had the budgets to have content created for them on a consistent basis. But as you will hopefully know by now, Being consistent on social media, being present as often as you possibly can do, is a huge thing on social media. Makes a massive difference to how your content is consumed by people. So, how could you continue to be consumed by people without having consistency? Well, what I did was I sat down and I came up with a process called How to Nine Times Your Social Media, which gives you that consistency without taking too much time out of your day, out of your week, to create the content that you want to be creating. So I turned it into a number one book. It went to number one, like I say, on Amazon. Um, And the book takes you through everything from marketing planning all the way through to podcasting and all the stuff that goes on in between as well, including videos and memes and all that kind of stuff. The social media podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints and great content ideas. Uh, So, okay, yeah, today is International Day of Sign Languages. Now, sign language isn't something I've ever really learned properly. Uh, since we've had a little boy um, watching things like Mr Tumble, I've learned more toddler sign language, you know, Makatan, that kind of thing. Uh, so I've learned one or two bits and pieces to be able to get by when we're singing the songs and all that kind of stuff. But I've never really been pretty much au fait with with sign language. I learned the alphabet many years ago so that we could sit in English lessons and spell words out to each other so that we could pass notes of our own effectively without passing the notes and not getting into trouble, um, so that was that was enjoyable. And I remember your hand is like the vowels. That's as much as I remember anyway. So that's yeah, that's that's kind of all I remember. But I want to try and get you to make your content consumable for everybody, because let's face it, everyone wants to be able to consume content. And if you're creating a video like this one right now, this is a live video. It's not very easy to put captions or anything like that onto a live video, but you can take this content away and then make it easy for people to consume, even those who are hard of hearing. You don't necessarily have to have a person in the bottom corner. It's normally over here, isn't it? On the BBC or what have you, they have a person doing sign language. Obviously, we don't have that ability to do that but what you can do is make your content easy to consume for people so think about those hard of hearing people how are they going to consume what it is that you've got to say well of course they could turn up your content louder that could be one way but the most obvious way is something I spoke about the other day and this is why I'm talking about it again today because I think it's such an important tool for any brand and business is captions Now, admittedly, this is not something I use all the time myself because they cost money. And don't get me wrong, to get this done, it either costs time or it costs money. And I don't have a huge amount of time because I'm working and and so... Now and again, I'll spend the money by going to different sites who are able to offer these services. And there are many sites out there that can offer these services. There's subtitles, there's um, Wrapper, which is another one which has recently come available as an app on your phone. Uh, Rev.com, which is one that I use personally. And um, yeah, they've all got a cost attached to them. And it's just weighing up the pros and cons as to what it is you actually need. I use Rev.com because they have a cheaper version, and then I can take the file that they send me and I can edit that up myself in my video editing software. If you don't have the video editing capabilities, what you can do is you can send your video file off to Rev.com, pay $1.25 a minute, so about a pound a minute's worth of audio. They will then give you a file that is captioned to that video and then you can upload that caption file to Facebook. You can upload it to LinkedIn and to uh, YouTube as well. So you've got that possibility there. Don't forget though, if you are uploading a caption file, you can do it after you've uploaded your video on Facebook and you can do it after you've uploaded your video on YouTube. You cannot upload it after the event on LinkedIn. You have to upload your caption file to go with the video on LinkedIn at the same time as you're uploading the video, otherwise you will not have captions. You could also take that caption file if you've got the skill set, like I say, and burn those captions into your videos, but I'm more of a fan of adding the caption file because the, the algorithms within the channels and the softwares, even though burning it into your video is easier, they recognize that you're using captions and making your content more easy for people to consume. And also then people can turn them on and off because not everybody wants to have them on the screen. So that's one option of making your content more easy to consume. You could also use other AI driven apps. There's one that I use called Clipomatic, which allows you to create 60 second videos. And those 60 second videos, the AI will create a caption file Put those captions over your videos in a format that you've chosen beforehand, and it could be little speech bubbles, it could be across the bottom, all sorts of different uh, formats. And then you can go in and edit that file. And that's why I prefer Clipomatic to using the onboard captioning that's available on the iPhone and some Android phones as well, because they don't give you that ability to dive into the caption file and say, no, that's wrong that word isn't quite right. Because I rolled my words together, it isn't that, it's this. Clipomatic gives you that ability. And for the sake of, I think it's five pounds, it's a fantastic tool, a really great tool. Like I say, it does limit you to 60-second videos, but what more do you need for Instagram or for TikTok or even Snapchat or Instagram stories? You've got that ability then to create 60-second pieces of content or 15-second pieces of content with captions on without having to then send off the video to somebody else to put captions on it for you and so on and so forth. So that's another really great tool that I would recommend. But what I'm saying is today of all days, International Day of Sign Languages, you need to be considering how you make your video content specifically more consumable for a hard of hearing audience, for everybody. Social media is all about removing that friction. So yes, it's great to have content in one particular place, but you're trying to remove friction. So you could be a great writer. That's fine. But how can you take that blog content and turn it into other pieces of content so that you're removing friction? Can you turn it into a podcast? Could you turn it into a video? Can you turn it into memes? What can you do with that content to make life easier for your audience to consume what it is you've got to say? And there are lots of different things that you can do. But today of all days, I want you to think about captions for your videos, especially, and also for your podcast as well. If you create specific podcast audio, like I do every other day on my podcast, I will record a specific podcast because I'm not doing a live video that I can take the audio from, then I can then create what's called a wave video. I use Headliner to do that for me. Headliner will create a wave video for me, and then I will get a caption file. And upload that to the way video so then people can still consume my podcast content that is only in audio format elsewhere but if they're hard of hearing they can watch a video with the captions on so they can still enjoy that content still have that content friction removed so they're able to consume it hopefully you're going to go away from this and think more about how you can make your content easier to consume for those people who might not necessarily be able to consume it on a regular basis It's the same with your memes. What could you do with your memes and the description that goes with them that would allow somebody who's maybe not great, got great eyesight to consume that content. If they don't have the software that allows them to have an audio description as they scroll through their social medias and so on and so forth, how could you make that content consumable for them? Maybe you need to think about creating a quick audio version of it so that you can post that on LinkedIn or Facebook or what have you, and they can listen to that audio description version of what it is that you've just put out. Think about all the different formats of trying to remove that level of friction. And yes, this means you're creating more content over and over and over again, but you're trying to build a brand. Nobody said this was going to be easy. Social media is not easy, it's not a magic pill for anybody it is hard work. It is going to take time. So if you've got the time, put the effort in. If you don't have the time, that probably means you're working really hard. Brilliant. Pay somebody to do it for you. not saying it has to be me, not saying it has to be my business. I'm just saying pay somebody to do it for you. Um, Good morning to Ed, who's just joined us on the live show. Um, He's telling me to uh, turn on the big light. It is on. I just haven't got my ring light here that's the problem so and that's why you can't see me very well sorry I've been out doing a lot of filming so my kit is all in my car um which is probably not a good idea to admit that because um if there's anybody listening then they'll uh, they'll go nick it so um the kit's not in my car at all um, in any way shape or form I, I will eventually get it all back into the flat and then I can set my ring light up and light myself up but um, thank you very much for joining us this morning anyway Ed um, so as always and um, the uh, the platforms are open for your questions if you've got any questions at all about social media about video even about making your content easier to consume for people Drop them into the uh, the comments right now, wherever you're watching, Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, all the different platforms, and I'll do my best to answer as many of them as I can do this morning. Got a couple of questions that have come in beforehand, so I'm going to go through those, and then if anybody else asks anything, I'll, um, I'll dive into them as well. Okay, so first question comes in from Kelly. It's an all-female question morning so far. Um, Kelly says, should I be responding to all the comments on my content? Yes and no, Kelly. Um, So I don't know how many comments you're getting on your content. That's the honest answer. So if you are getting thousands of comments on your content, say you're a YouTuber and you have over a million subscribers and you get thousands and thousands of comments, you do not have the time to respond to every single person. However, what I will say is if you are that person and you're lucky enough to have that many subscribers and get that many comments, please spend 15 minutes of your day. That's 15 minutes of all the 24 hours that you've got during the day. Just 15 minutes, sit down and just scroll, respond, scroll, respond. You could respond to like 30 people, within that 15 minutes and you will really make their day. Imagine taking yourself back to when you were starting out as a creator. If you're getting this many comments now, when you first started, you weren't getting that many comments. So when you sent a a message to somebody that you admired and they responded, oh my word, that was like brilliant. How amazing is that? Put yourself back in that position. If you weren't getting thousands and thousands of comments, you're obviously a Big and popular creator. So, for somebody to get a response from you, and that's only taking you 30 seconds to do, you're going to make their day and you're going to build more of a rapport with them. They're more likely to share your content with their friends because it's like, oh, this person, Kelly, she responds to comments. So, 100% you should be responding to comments. If you're only getting a few comments, it's a real dick move not to respond to every comment that you get. If you're getting like four or five comments, Spend five minutes responding to those four or five comments. Every comment I get, I try, if I possibly can do, to respond to them, whether it be somebody talking to me live, and so I'll say hello to them or talk to them on the live, or I'll respond to their comments after the live, try and type into them. On Instagram, I respond to comments. On Twitter, I respond to comments and mentions and all that kind of stuff. You've just got to do it. It's all about building your brand, building your rapport with your audience. People will not buy from somebody they think is a bit of a dick. So build that emotional connection between you and them, and you're going to do that by responding to your comments. So 100% responding to comments is going to improve your customer loyalty. It's going to improve the sense of community between you and that individual and everybody else who gets to see that. Yeah, it's just a huge thing. So absolutely respond to all your comments. Okay. Uh, next question uh, comes through from Sarah who says, I really struggle with blogging, but I love doing videos. Should I push myself to blog? Okay. So my process, how to nine times your social media starts off with blogging because a lot of people struggle with video. But if you are really good at video, should you be blogging? Or should you push yourself to do anything you're not comfortable with? And it's a bit of a a six-one-half-a-dozen-of-the-other situation. For me, yes, you should push yourself to do things that are out of your comfort zone, 100%. But if you're so adamant against doing certain types of content, are there ways around it? And yes, there are. So should you push yourself to blog? Maybe not. But should you push yourself to potentially think about spending a bit of money and going to websites like Hey Joe, which will help you have blog content created, or find localized content writers who will help you create blog content on a regular basis, maybe that's the way forward. What I do personally, because I do like writing, but sometimes you just don't have the time, is I will use apps like rev.com, which will give me a transcription of the video, and then I can go in and either bastardize that a little bit and turn it into a blog, or... Or I can just put that transcription up onto my website as a piece of blog content. Just make sure people understand it's a transcription of a video that I've done recently, put the video embedded into the website as well so people can watch the video if they really want to, or they can read the transcription. So there are ways around it. There are ways around creating blog content. There's ways around creating all content. If you're a really great writer, concentrate on making really great written content. Fantastic. And then use tools like Lumen5 and other video tools that are out there that will help you make video content by using the onboard AI to look at your written content and make a video from that. And then you can go in and again, change that a little bit so that the wording's right and so on and so forth, and the images that it uses are correct. And then you've got video content and you don't have to be in the video. You don't have to be sat there speaking to the camera. Don't get me wrong. That is a preference because it helps keep building that emotional connection between you and the audience, especially when they can really see you. But if you're so adamant against doing that, or you're really struggling with doing that, creating other content is still not difficult. You can still do it. You can still create video content. You can still get professionals like myself and my team to help you create that content. And it's more affordable than you probably imagine. So if you are one of those people who create great videos and you're struggling to create blogs, get somebody like my team to help you out. Get somebody like me to help you out. If you're struggling to create videos but you're great at writing, the same again, if you're great at just speaking but you're not good at videos or writing, then get somebody to help you with that podcast and turning that podcast into other content. There's so much you can do using software that you're probably not aware of. So should you be blogging? Should you push yourself to blog? I'm a big believer of pushing yourself out of that comfort zone. So absolutely, yes, I think you should blog. But if you're so against it, there are ways of creating a blog content that will help you still remove that level of friction. Because again, it comes down to friction on all content. You may create great videos, But if I don't want to sit down and watch your video, how am I going to know about your brand? Maybe I love to read. Well, in that case, you've got your blog content that you can put people towards. Maybe I don't want to do any of that. I just want to listen. Well, then you could do a podcast or take the audio off your video and have a podcast. There's so much you can do, but you've got to think about that level of friction. But yes, 100%, if you're really not willing to push yourself to blog, there are ways around it. Okay, brilliant. Okay, thank you very much for uh, tuning in. Let me just quickly check if we've got any questions anywhere else. It's looking good. Let me just check Twitter. Uh, Yeah, we're all good. Excellent. Right, I am going to disappear. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. It doesn't have to be world gratitude, Dave. Oh, sugar. Uh, For me to say thank you, it just amazes me that people still tune in uh, on a regular basis. Hopefully, you get value from this. If you're watching on the replay, don't forget to say hello in the comments. Hashtag replay. Uh, Put your comment in there, maybe a question if you've got any. If you're listening to the podcast this evening, put your questions into the podcast, or you can email me with your questions as well. Uh, If you're watching on the replay right now, my email address is scrolling along the bottom. And if you're listening to the podcast, it's in the description on the podcast that you're listening to, whatever channel that might be, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, uh, SoundCloud, all those different places. Okay, right. I'm going to foxtrot Oscar. So until next time, thank you so much uh, for listening, for watching. Uh, If you are brand new, please do hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're watching and listening on. It'd be really great. And if you are listening on iTunes right now, leave a review. That would be just, it would really help the content get out to a wider audience, more people get to see it. And who knows, if you leave enough reviews then we could even chart the podcast and uh, start competing with some of the big boys. That would be cool. Anyway, right. Thanks for watching. Until Friday in this current climate, as always, stay safe and have a good one. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.